Rube, how's that for the Eagles' first home win of the year? Yeah, their first win since they beat the Saints <laughs> at the link. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, uh, it was it was an interesting game. It was uh, got a little hairy there uh, for a bit. I started kind of redoing my ten obs. Like, okay, biggest blown lead since, uh, but um, they they put together a great drive uh, to to kind of clinch it and uh, some more Jalen heroics. It was uh, hey. It wasn't the prettiest win, as it turned out. Certainly, thirty-three to six looks a lot better than forty to twenty-nine, but it's a W. It is a W. One they needed pretty badly. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast, presented by Nissan with Ruben Frank. I'm Dave Zangaro. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 40 to 29, the final. Eagles improved the five and six on the season. The playoffs are within reach here. I mean, this is legitimate now as you look at the schedule the rest of the way. This is a team that a lot of people were writing off a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, I mean, it's right there for them. And and it's not outrageous to start talking playoffs for real. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, they're 3-1 and one in their last four games. And um, they've discovered a, a formula that works for them, even against a historic great run defense. So uh, it's, it's not at all uh, silly to think about it. And I think that should be the goal now. I think that's a realistic goal. It's an attainable goal. And considering their schedule, I, I think it's, a, it's something that if they don't get there, you'd be a little disappointed. Yeah, as a reminder, they play at the Giants, at the Jets, then a bye week at home against Washington, the Giants on the road against Washington, Cowboys to finish it up in Week 18. Who knows what the Cowboys will be playing for at that point. So, all winnable games. The the 538 has them at 36% uh, to, to be a wild-card team. Um, so, yeah, I, I would – I feel like it's a little higher than that, uh, but it's uh, it's definitely uh, out there. They got some things to clean up, but uh, there's a lot to like about the way they're playing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's something we've talked about all year. Once they got through the tough stretch, we needed to see what they had left as a team. Were they together? Were they improving? Uh, were they growing roots? You know, all these things that we needed to see and we weren't sure of. And over the last month here we're seeing yeah I mean they're actually not a bad football team yeah and I just think Nick deserves so much credit for navigating him through those you know Tampa and 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 Kansas City and Dallas and and Vegas I think those were the four games that Mm -hmm. they just at at one point a couple of them ended up a little closer but they trailed at one point all four of those games by by at least 17 points and they were getting slaughtered in all four of them. And yeah. it's kind of like today's game. They, the final score got a little close, but... Uh, it's like the other way, though. Yeah. Like, they're not the team getting... You know, it's kind of funny the way it's right. working out. Right. Uh, so I, I, I feel like uh, Nick deserves so much credit for... That's not an easy thing to do, to keep guys believing through a lot of lopsided, humiliating, embarrassing losses. And uh, he, he did that. And 
you always talked about this. He, they never stop playing hard, and yeah. and that's the one thing you look for uh, in, in the midst of thirty three to thirteen or whatever the the losses were, forty one twenty one, whatever the score was, uh, the effort never wavered. And you know if and, and I mean when I, I and I I hate to keep bringing this up, but when I did my preseason week by week by week, I had them, you know. I think right where I had them like two and seven and then finishing like nine and eight and I'm off by a game or two here and there but you could tell they were going to have the opportunity if if Nick could hold it together and keep them believing in him believing in themselves believing in each other um, the schedule was going to become their friend and that was a landmine there for like a month and a half yeah it really feels like the low point of the season was them flying home across the country from Las Vegas in a game that, you know, that was a moment for them in a game where they had a bunch of fans on the road. It felt like, to me, that felt like the low point of the season when they lost that game. And ever since then, you know, win in Detroit, the loss to the Chargers was a close game. It felt That was a game that felt like, you know, whoever had the ball last was going to win it. A win against the Broncos. I thought the Saints were going to win today. I didn't know if the Eagles were ready to win a game like this. Yeah. They yeah. were. Not only were they ready to win it, they were ready to blow the doors off, and I, I didn't expect that. I didn't think there was a chance. I thought to win this game, they were going to have to make a lot of plays in a passing game. I didn't think they'd be able to run for – I mean, look, the Saints are average. They're allowing 68 – well, they were allowing six, or 65.6 yards. It's ninth best in history ever. Their league goes back to, you know, the 1920. Uh, so – they they quadrupled that almost, and I didn't see that coming. And I, it makes you wonder who, if, if if the Saints can't stop them. And I mean, they're really active up front. Their linebackers are good. Um, you know, if they can't stop them, who can? It's funny that you say that because you didn't get downstairs in time for Lane Johnson. But that's what I led his press conference off with. If you can run against them, you feel like you can run against anybody. Yeah, he didn't answer it. Yeah, but that's kind of the way I feel right now. Looking at this team, yeah, they can run against that team. Who's going to stop them? Yeah, not the Giants, not the Jets. Uh, I mean, they're look. I I don't I don't know if you can. I don't know how far you can get doing it this way. Um, I don't know if you can beat elite teams just running the ball seventy percent of the time. Um, Nobody, nobody plays like this. Mm-hmm. Nobody has played like this in a long time. I think the Ravens early in Lamar's career uh, were kind of similar uh, a little bit. When and that's you know certainly a good parallel. Um, but it's uh, it was incredible. I mean, I, I try to focus on on the O line during some of these running plays, and I mean they're just steamrolling people. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it is. And you know, Nick spoke to an overall physicality. That's kind of, you know, the, the term identity has come up quite a bit. And him and Jalen made a concerted effort after this game to not uh, tie their identity to running the football. But they tied it to a physicality. And Nick made the point when I asked him that, you know, physicality doesn't mean running the football. But I think there's a certain style of play that lends itself to being a physical team. And that's what we're seeing right now. It's they're running the football and on defense – they're knocking people in the mouth. They're being more aggressive play calling wise, and they're also hitting people. You have guys like TJ Edwards out there hitting people. I, and so, yes, I get that you don't want to tie your identity sure. to one thing because then if you change it, it looks like you're going against your identity. But yeah. I think the fact that some of the things they're doing have 
it really lends itself to being a physical, hard-nosed, tough team. And I think you can't underestimate how much T.J. Edwards has contributed to that since he, you know, since his playing time kind of doubled plus a little. Yeah, you know, he's been very good. He's been very good, but not just very good. I mean, he had a pick today, but just thumping people. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, they needed a thumper. They needed a thumper in the middle. And uh, I, I, I just default is going into Kota. Hey, he's a thumper. Um, That's scary that your default is Kota. I know it's terrifying, isn't yeah. it? But uh, that he used that word, so mm-hmm. you know he would he would call a, guy, uh, a hard-hitting linebacker was a thumper. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edwards has made such a big difference. And, and Davion, he he got banged up, uh, but I mean they. You know, you go from Eric Wilson and Alex Singleton to, to these two, and it really changed the whole, I, I think, tenor of the defense. I mean, because remember how bad the linebackers were the, I mean, the first six weeks of the season? They were awful. They were awful. And they basically changed the whole position. They turned over the whole position group, and it's made a huge difference. I, I think T.J. Edwards is almost like, uh, you know, really symbolizes what this team has become. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking for two guys that, that symbolize it, it's probably TJ and, and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, yeah. I mean, the two guys on either side of the ball that I, I think someone said about TJ today, I don't remember who it was, but his his physicality is contagious. I think that goes for Jordan, too. Absolutely. And honestly, in a way, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You know, there are plays that he makes, and sometimes you don't want to see him make those plays. But him taking on a, on a – I think he took on Malcolm in this game, who's pretty much a linebacker. I mean, seeing him take him on – Maybe you don't want to see that, but I, I think it does spread to the other facets uh, of this team, and that's who they are right now. It's fun to watch. It's a fun brand of football to watch, too. It, it really is, and uh, it's you know it's exactly the kind of football that fans around here yeah. love, and you know the, the the modern NFL is thrown at fifty times a game, and you know being super fast and athletic and everything's down the field and you know it's it's a different it's kind of a an anachronistic brand of football yeah but it's working yeah yeah it is it's definitely working and you give them credit for being able to flip because this wasn't who they were a month yeah. ago and and the competition helps you know and not to say that the saints are a weak team but i think in general playing some lesser teams kind of showed them who they are and who they can be and they've stuck with it. You give them credit for that. Yeah, maybe it took a little longer to get there than you would have liked, but right. they're there now. But I don't know. I don't know any of those games that they got killed that they would have won. I just they weren't ready to be this team yet. You're probably right. Yeah. They weren't ready to be this team yet. There's so much to explore in Valley Forge and Montgomery County, PA. Montgomery County is composed of charming towns and main streets, each with its own personality, style, and unique vibe. Whether you're looking to get away with the family or enjoy a special trip with friends, leave behind the stress of planning and use our guide to find some of the most amazing things to do. Explore which town and main street suits you the best or visit them all. Now, here's what you do. Go to MakeItMainStreet.com. That's make it one word, MakeItMainStreet.com to plan your getaway today. Speaking of Main Street, Rube, that's where the Eagles ran today, just right up the gut. This guy, Mr. Segway, right here. There was one series, Jordan Howard, five straight carries, middle, 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 middle. It ended up being a field goal on that drive, but there's something about looking the number one run defense in the league in the eye and saying, we don't care. We don't care what you do best because we're going to do it better than you. And that's impressive as hell to watch. I think he's my favorite running back ever. Don't tell Shady I said that. I'm telling Shady. <laughs> but he's – and hopefully he's okay 
got banged up. Uh, but a knee injury. Yeah, didn't look great. Uh, he did walk off the field, so that that's always good. But we'll see. Uh, but man, he's just and and he does kind of remind you of Ryan Matthews, just how physical he is, mm-hmm. um, and and moves the chains and goes straight ahead and doesn't he doesn't dance, he doesn't mess around. Uh, and and yeah, I mean Boston Scott didn't. I mean he got a couple carries at the end, but. Miles and Jordan, it's like back to the first half of 2019. <laughs> it really is. Kenny Gainwell inactive. Yeah, Kenny in Gainwell game. inactive. It's tough. It, it's really tough to keep four running backs up. Yeah. So there it is. Boston really limited in this one. But again, this is, I mean, this team has allowed 200 yard rushers in the last three and a half years, and it was Miles and Jalen Hurts last year. Mm-hmm. Miles, 94 yards. And that's that's the that's the second most any running back has had against them in the last three years behind Miles 115 last year. Yeah, and you know the the, the that game was 246 on the ground. This is what 242. Yeah, there were 244 and a couple of kneel downs. Yeah, those they, kneel, the, downs, kneel downs are killing me. We talk about that all the time. Those stupid kneel downs. But I mean, 242 yards against uh, it's unbelievable. It's it's insane. It really is, and it's fifty it's, carries. It's the only other game the Saints have given up two hundred since the other in the last five years. Yeah, yeah. It's you can't even. I can't even. You know, wrap I my thought arms. you were going to break Stathead. That is our our service we use to get stats. I thought Ruby's going to break it tonight. I I was giving it a uh, a run for its money. Um, I think the biggest thing is that Nick stuck with. It. I think the first five carries they had seven rushing yards, and I'm thinking, yeah. all right, they're not. <laughs> Um, but he stuck with it. He stuck with it, even though it wasn't paying off early. And then they started uh, started busting some. And and yeah, I mean Miles and and Jordan. Miles, I thought Miles looked great. I thought he ran the ball really, really well. He did. Everyone's going to bring up the fumbles, rightfully so. Sure. That, the fumble that did count was awful. And then he almost fumbled again. It can't happen. He's got to be better there. But I did like that Nick went right back to him on the next drive after the fumble. That's something that Sirianni does a lot. That's something Jalen Hurts does a lot. Yeah. They go right back to the guy, show they have confidence in him. Yeah, and Miles is just a good player. I mean, 16 for 94 in this game. Yeah, and uh, uh, he had a 25-yard run. Jalen had that 24-yard touchdown, which was just unbelievable. Cut that back. poor guy, 96. is. <laughs> he's going to be on, on the – it's like he got dunked on. He's yeah. in that poster forever. Yeah, he got posterized. And what did Avante Maddox say? Oh, he's going to have to go get taped up again. Yeah, Avante <laughs> said he was going to get the tape from the trainers to help tape his ankle. It was uh, really his knees. Yeah. It was his it whole was, body buckle. I mean, but it was an incredible juke. Those are the two longest runs against the Saints since the last Eagles game when, when Miles had an 83-yard touchdown. Yeah. And and. The reason Nick Sirianni gave us a little insight into why they felt like they could run against the Saints was because of Jalen Hurts. Because a defense has to play him differently than they do any other quarterback, and it opens up running lanes. And when you realize that, that's the fun part about trying to scout for Jalen Hurts. Because the downside of it is you don't really have a lot of tape to go on. And this is something I've kind of been really curious about the last it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Last few weeks. Yeah, I gathered from your line of questioning. Yeah, but they, <laughs> it's you a know, great, it's a great story. It, it is. It's interesting because they, you know, the Eagles are trying to scout opposing defenses, but these opposing defenses, unless they've played the Ravens, haven't played a guy, or maybe Cardinals a little bit, they haven't played a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's this effective on the ground. So, yes. sure, the Saints are great stopping the run, but they haven't had to face a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So, um, you give them credit for kind of realizing in this chess game how it was going to play out a little bit and sticking with it because he opens up so much. He's so dynamic in the run game. And it's not even about the plays he makes with his legs. It's just the sheer threat his legs present changes the way the defense plays the Eagles, and it opens up so much for them. And I think he'll get even better at using his legs to um, you know, draw defenders up toward him. And, and you know, he hasn't really – I mean, that's, a, that's advanced stuff, but um, he has the ability to do that. And, and at times we see, like, speed options. Yeah. And, and there, there are more layers to this. Right. You know? Right, no doubt. Um, he, he's not it, – it's funny because like, he's not as fast as, like, a Michael Vick. Um, Who is. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not – he's not – He's I, not Lamar either. He's not Lamar. But he's, he's – pretty damn fast he's fast he's just he has great sense of angles i mean after he makes that juke watching him accelerate through the defense yeah i did get a little a little vic flashback little vic there aren't many guys who can accelerate as a quarterback from basically going the other way it's not even stopped it's going the other way on a juke planning your knee and and pushing off and going through the defense like that how many guys in the league can do that? But and that's not really pure speed as much as it's it's just um, he's very creative as a runner. Well, no, I mean the speed comes with the the acceleration. Yeah. He's got the tremendous acceleration. Yeah, I mean it, him and Lamar. Yeah, that's the list. There it is. Maybe Kyler, but Kyler runs like a little kid. <laughs> runs like little baby steps. He's fast, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean he's he's unique and. Um, he can get you out of a hole. He can turn nothing into something. I think 18 carries is a little too much. Uh, yeah. Two were kneel downs. Three of them were touchdowns. Only the eighth quarterback in history. You probably looked this up. I, you know, I was about to. And you saw me. And then I, saw, I was like, I'll let him have it. Yeah. Uh, only Smoke was coming off your keyboard. Eighth quarterback um, in history. Uh, and, you know, that includes like Tobin wrote and some of the guys from back in the day. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. Thank you. Uh, first Eagles quarterback. Randall never did that. Vic never did it. Donovan never did it. Um, Jaws never did it. He had two in a game. And the fun thing was, there, there was the one on the sneak, but the other two were impressive, impressive were runs. runs. Yeah. yeah, there were runs. And he's unstoppable on sneaks, too. Yeah, he is. Um, he's only the seventh Eagle, at you know, including running backs. Um, and in the last 50 years, I think just Wilbert did it three times. Charlie Garner did it in 95 against Washington, I believe. I think it was the week after he had that big game against the Niners. And then Shady did it a couple times. And Boston Scott <laughs> did it against the Giants, of course. Who else? Um, I think they were on three straight possessions. But, uh, I mean, he's got, what, eight rushing touchdowns now, which puts him in the top ten all time with seven games, six games to go. Um, and he's uh, 
Eight touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Only 24 passing attempts, completed 13 of them for 147 yards. I have to ask, not to be a Debbie Downer here, but is this – Is, is this, that like Kathy – We'll get to Chatty Kathy. Chatty Kathy, Debbie um, Downer. I'm going to have to do another poll. No, I've heard of Debbie Downer, okay. jerk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like 97%, like, I don't feel too stupid here. Um, um, yeah. Is this sustainable? Can they do this? No. Can, can this be it, the offense? It's not. And, you know, you have to be able to make plays in a passing game. Uh, and you could see that's one of the reasons – you know, the Saints were able to come back and score 22 points in the fourth quarter. Now, part of it was Nick being too conservative, and he, he owned up. He owned up to that. It was obvious yeah. watching the game. Um, but I don't even think it's just Jalen. I think th- there's basically two receivers. That's the thing. I don't think it's all like the passing game isn't just Jalen. It's, it, yeah. You know, yeah. Quez had one target, no catches. Um, Jalen Rager had one catch on three targets for negative one yards. Devontae, 4 for 61. That's great. Dallas, 5 for 61, but that's it. Oh, 62. Well, 62. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get to the J-Jaw play because it was a big one, yeah. but I don't think they can like consistently count on no. him to be a receiver. So, yeah, it's someone else. And he, they need a third target. And it's been this way for a while now because Quez, yeah. I don't know why Quez kind of yeah. fell out of Gainwell, was catching the ball early. Um you know, Ray, someone else. Rager was actually the first month of the season. He had like a hundred and some odd yards. Yeah. So it's like all these guys. How weird have, was that bubble screen late in the game? God. What uh, are you What are you trying to force the Jalen Rager for? This is like three weeks in a row they've done something like that to try to. Yeah. Uh, it's not there. It's not going to happen. So yeah, I mean, other than Dallas and and Devonte, there were only four targets. Yeah. And only three catches. Um, th- Oh, four catches, and three of them were for two yards or less. Yeah. Or f- totaled one yard. But anyway, yeah, it's... Let's it, give Jay Jaws roses here. Yeah, let's let's do that. Because it is cool, and people are going to roll their eyes. No. Let them. Let them. Because that was a big play. That's a huge play from Jay Jaw to get a first down on that. They needed a, it. This is a guy who's been ridiculed. He's been mocked. Um, he didn't draft himself before DK Metcalf. He didn't draft himself in the second round. He stayed ready. He's put everything he has in his special teams. Uh, I, I'm, it's got to be humbling to be a second round pick and not play on offense. And and but he's become a really good special teamer. That's why he's on the team. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be here. That's why he. And made he was the not roster. a very good special teamer early in his he, career. He was not. Yeah. And he, here's a guy who's got 15 career catches coming into this game, four last year and none this year. He's caught four passes since 2019. He hasn't been targeted this year. Hasn't been targeted this year, uh, and he was just hurt. I mean, he just he he was banged up. And on second and 11, when nothing was going right for the offense, I think it was six straight drives that stalled. Um, a couple, they got field goals, but they were short fields. Um, the offense couldn't do anything. The passing game couldn't do anything. Um, and he caught, not only did he catch the ball and secure it and then get yards after the catch, um, secure the ball and get a huge first down, and then they went down and scored. To, I mean, because things were getting tight there. Oh yeah, things were getting really tight. They needed a, they were going to lose the game if they didn't get a few first downs there, or at least one or two. And I think that was a play of the game. Well, Nick said it's their offensive play of the game. They pick an offensive and a defensive player and play of the game. He had two catches in that game at the end of the year against Washington. That the the whole Sudfeld game, yeah. but this was his first catch in a meaningful game in over a year yeah. since October of last year. Uh, I give that kid so much credit for. 
dealing with what everyone is saying, the mocking and the ridiculing and making fun of him and DK Metcalf. This and we don't and know what it was, but apparently Nick was saying he was going through some sort of personal yeah. turmoil this week. We he alluded to something, it, but. something else. Um, but to, to deal with all that and be ready in that moment, the first moment in a year, and catch that ball, I give a kid a ton of credit. And it doesn't look. We're not saying it makes up for everything else. and It's not like all of a sudden he's a great player. But in that moment... They needed a play, he delivered a play, and you give him credit for it. And he's got more yards than Rager in the last month. <sighs> yeah. That's the problem. It's a big problem, and they've got to shut him down. I don't know what you do. I, we talked about it last week. I just started playing game well in the slot. You need, you need another receiver. You need someone else to catch the ball, whether it's Kenny Gainwell, whether it's Tyree Jackson. They, they targeted him in this game. I don't know what you got to do, but – Greg Ward. So, Greg Ward. Somebody. Somebody else. They need somebody else to step up offensively. Um, because, it's look, it's great that they're running the football and the offensive line is rolling right now. They're going to be the offensive player of the game. Guarantee that when you run for 242 yards. And they're playing with a mean streak, too. I loved watching Jordan Mailata in this game. That was great. Loved it. Yeah. So everyone sees the, he one-handed Cam Jordan with his left hand, by the way, throws a – potential future Hall of Famer to the ground with one hand. There was another play well, with Davenport. Everyone saw him and Davenport scrap it. Yeah. Scrapping a little bit. Scrap it. There was another play where Davenport hit Jalen Hurts late. It should have been a flag. Yeah. Hurts was out of bounds. First guy in his face was Jordan Mailata. Now this is a guy, we, we know his story. There, there's some, you have to be a protector as a left tackle. That's something Jason Peters understood 100%. And it seems like Mylotta gets that because he's in in Davenport's face immediately. I love to see that. I love to see a mean streak out of Mylotta. Yeah, yeah, me too. He's, he's, uh, I thought he had his best game in a while today. Mm-hmm. I thought the last couple games, I don't know if, he, I don't think he's been totally healthy with that knee, kind of slowly getting yeah. back to where he was, but I thought he was great today. Both tackles were great. Yeah, both tackles were great. And I mean, Lane's been, Lane's had two back to back monster games. Uh, he's really been good. I, th- I thought the first game he came back uh, wasn't quite there. He'd been missed a month. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Five straight games now that the same O-line has played together with um, you know with, with the two tackles and, and uh, Dickerson and, and Driscoll and, and Kelsey. It's the longest they've been together for two and a half years uh, as, as an O-line. And I think that's huge as far as guys communicating and chemistry and togetherness and cohesiveness and connecting big for connecting and uh yeah but did you Mo- go core values on me there i, I think i did uh but yeah Malata is uh i think i guess it's that rugby background you know, a lot of times these new guys who aren't really they don't grow up as football players they don't have that mean streak that's the thing and and watching him there's something inherent about that position you have to protect the quarterback it, he's your guy protect him and seeing him run up in a defensive lineman's face on that play, it's encouraging. And it's not, look, he's already a really good player. He's, yeah. he's a long, But seeing that in that moment, you're like, yeah, he gets it. Yeah. yeah Go get no that doubt. guy. And he's like the Don't nicest, get a penalty. nicest guy. Don't get a penalty, but do it. Yeah. Show in his face. I appreciate the refs not calling any flags on the little skirmish there. Yeah. Well, it looked like my lad was just trying to get up. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on the offense? Um, No. No, I think um, I think we covered it. Um. I like uh, I, 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 they've been so good on third down. Really, this whole four game stretch, yeah. and it, it really helps them to 
it's it's such coach speak stuff but getting in more manageable third downs has helped them and on the flip side on defense and we'll get to that in a minute but getting into third and longs allows them to be more aggressive so it's yeah. it's what they plan to do they did it in this game yeah no doubt hey score big with the triple a eagles mvp membership along with the superb roadside assistance and discounts you've come to expect from triple a now you can get exclusive eagles related perks for details visit triple slash eagles all darius slay does is score touchdowns it's unbelievable yeah it is and he's concussed and in the locker, like he must be in the locker room just retweeting people saying how great the play was. It's a great play. Yeah. Simeon's got a little noodle arm. He throws it out there. Slay breaks on it. What, what was it? 50, 51 yards? 51 yards. His it, third touchdown in, in four, four games. <laughs> yeah, he's the first Eagle with a defensive player with three touchdowns in a season since Eric Allen in 1993. Yeah. Um, I assume he's the first ever with three in a four-game span. And back-to-back. <laughs> You know, long, long ones. Um, He had played 125 games in his career with one touchdown, and he has three in four weeks. Yeah. He's playing with so much confidence. He believes he's the best cornerback in football, and he's playing like it. He He might be – he's going to be the Eagles' first Pro Bowl corner since Asante. Yeah. He might be an All-Pro. He could be an All-Pro. Yeah, Yeah, these are the kind of plays that get you noticed – He's got the personality that gets him noticed as well. I bet you they probably had to tie him to a chair to prevent him from coming to talk to us after that game. Yeah, you're not allowed to talk for you in the protocol, but Goddard did, technically. He was at the – well, in, in that – you're allowed to. You have to be in that, um, I think, in four, the fourth, fourth phase. phase, and then you're allowed to talk to media. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Well, obviously, uh, Slay's not – and they really – gosh, they missed him. Uh, it's like – to go from nothing against Zach McPherson because he's, I think he's a nice prospect and you know he's got some things going for him. But to go from Slay to Zach McPherson, I mean that's a that's as big a gap as you can have. But uh, you know Slay has this mentality where every play he's not just looking to knock a ball down or or make it. T- he's looking for the ball and he's just got a nose for the end zone. And um, that that was, I mean, that play was. It's huge. I mean, those kind of plays. And these are plays this defense hasn't made in a long time. 24 seconds left in the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference between going in at halftime 27 to 7 or 20 to 7. That's a big difference. Yeah. Or tw- even 20 to 10. Who knows? Yeah. They, they're right. They were driving. Yeah, they were driving. So um, he's, you know, last year everyone called him big play slate. He didn't make them. This year he's making them. He's got yeah. two picks, two fumble recoveries. Uh, or three is it three picks now? No, two picks now. Two picks. No, he's got three picks. He has three. He has three yeah. picks. Yeah. Um, who's the last Eagles cornerback with three interceptions in a season? Was it Boykin? Might have been Brandon Boykin. He had six that one year, but um, he's playing. And, and this is what we've been talking about. The you know that you can't play good defense if you're not making plays. You can't go out there and stop people on third down every drive. You've got to get takeaways. And this team for three years did not get takeaways. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to get them. Yeah, and they got another one. Yeah. It was Fletcher forced that one. Well, it might have been uh, it, it might have been um uh, uh Hargrave. I, I have to look get a better look at it. And and obviously the other interception, TJ, but yeah. um yeah, they they so a forced fumble and two picks. And a pick six. I'll do it. They're not still not getting the sacks. I thought they pressured They're pretty well. They're getting good pressure, though. I thought they pressured well the last couple games. Hargrave uh, got a BS. Uh, 
That was terrible. Terrible. I don't know what he's supposed to do. Yeah, it's I terrible. guess they're saying he didn't leave with the crown though. It, like if he hit him in the helmet, it was his face mask looking at him. Like what are you? Like, you're not gonna take off your head and then hit him. Like what do you want him to do? Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. But and it came at a time when they were really getting some momentum and mm-hmm. moving the ball, and it, they had great field position, like five straight drives and short short fields. Let's talk about Gannon. Yeah, because they dialed up some great blitzes on third downs, and they were in third and long, so it kind of allowed them to be aggressive. But this is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see he has some players that can blitz. Avante had one, got a good quarterback hit. Alex Singleton. Had another, and that's—I mean—that's one of Alex's strengths. Yeah. Early in the year, when they were playing so passive, and he looked so bad, it was because he's on his heels. He's not an on-your-heels player. He's a guy who has to get after it. I, I get the sense that Gannon is really starting, and this probably goes for both sides of the football. But I understand this is a segment of the podcast where we're not talking about the offense. But you can go back and forth. I do think this applies, but this is solely a comment about the defense. But it could be interpreted by some. Anyway, I, I think I think Gannon is really getting with each passing week more and more of a sense of of what his players do well, how to use them, how to deploy guys, um, where they excel. And um, we didn't see Avante blitz early in the year, um, and you know I guess that's understandable. I mean, these it's an entirely new staff other than Stout and. Easier to blitz on Trevor Simeon than Tom Brady. No question about it. And all those guys, you can't blitz on any of those. You can't blitz Mahomes. You can't blitz Brady. You can't blitz um, Dak. I wouldn't blitz him uh, if he's healthy. So, yeah, I, 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 but I, I really believe that Gannon's starting to get a sense of what he has and how he can use them and, and what guys do. And I, I give him credit for making the changes he made at linebacker. Um, that's pretty significant. And um, I, I think he's kind of grown into the – grown into the part I, I thought he had a great game plan obviously 29 points is more than you don't want to give up 29 points but I mean they had the game in hand and and uh I, I thought he I thought it was a good good game for the defense even though the final point total was a little high yeah I mean but they had some short drives that they got points on yeah. and man that third and 18 touchdown third and goal from the 18 TJ lost track of it he should have made a play. Yeah. But Simeon just made a great throw. I mean. Yeah, I mean, one of their the touchdown drives was, was 16 yards. One was 39 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do like, we were talking field about goal, this. And a field goal drive was 24 yards. So. The first touchdown drive was three plays, six yards, with an 18-yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. That That's was, hard to and do. And that, that one was on Miles, um, mm-hmm. the fumble. But uh, I, I really can't. I'm not going to say anything. I, I I thought the defense was was pretty good. Simeon made some plays at the very end of the game and, and padded his stats through a couple yeah. touchdowns, but um, he wasn't going to beat this team. No. Yeah. At Nissan, we just made your choice for a new car an easier one than ever with our most exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. The choice is yours. Get great offers across our full line and shop your local Nissan store today at NissanUSA.com. All right, we need a negativity corner because this was a, a convincing win. Final score, not so much, but... 40 to 29, it was, they had this in hand. Negative, negativity corner, back and forth, what do you got? Well, we talked about the, the problems with the, re- the receivers not having anybody mm-hmm. other than Devontae and, and Goddard, and that's a concern. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned with Quez not getting the ball, with, with uh, obviously Gainwell is not going to get the ball if he's inactive, but um, I, I would say, you know, Rager is the easy one, but I'm going to go just the lack of sacks because as good as the pressure has been against better quarterbacks, um, you've got to finish those plays. 
Yeah. You, you've got, I mean, they've, did they have, what, they have one sack today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had none. They had I none. thought they had one. They officially had none, according to the game book. But See, that doesn't bother me as much because they got good pressure. Yeah, but against good court, I mean, they just don't get sacks. Yeah. They're like, I think they're 27th coming in. They had, this is what, the fifth game without a sack? And I think they're third in the last five. And they've won a couple of those. But By the way, I, I have to say this. Um, Ryan Kerrigan had a good game. He did. He had a good game. He had good pressure. And I, I feel obligated to say that because I've been ripping him all year. <laughs> Rightfully so. He hasn't done anything. But I, he actually had a good game. He, we saw a guy at the pregame show with a Kerrigan jersey. His and dad? I, and I said... It had to be related, right? No, he was just... He, he said, yeah, you know, when they got him, I was all excited, and I went and bought it. Oh, my God. And I said, you got to take that 90 and put Corey Simon... Put Simon on the back. Goodness. Make that a Corey Simon jersey. Um, By about week six, he was like, oh, what did I do? What have I, what have I done? Yeah. Yeah, do you, but no, give him credit. He had a good game. Do you take exchanges? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... I mean, I, you got... Sacks are yards, pressures... You know, are, are not sacks. I mean, I just, I, I'd like to see some sacks. I get it. Um, I, 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 th- I do think the D-line has played really well for the most part the last couple games, but you got to finish. And they had some opportunities. They did. Slay, or, uh, Sweat had one, yeah. and it turned into a big play for them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to finish. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to go with Miles' fumble issue yeah. because he did fumble one away, and there was another one that, yes, it got whistled, but, I mean, he did fumble it. It was, you know, yeah. luckily for him, it, the play was dead, but can't happen. I mean, the, the one ended up being a huge play, the, the Saints score on that uh, ensuing drive. So he's got to shore it up a little bit. They need Miles. You know, as, as good as Jordan Howard's been, as good as Boston Scott has been, you need Miles Sanders. He's your best runner. He is. He just is. So you need him to, to be healthy. You need him to hold on to the football. Yeah, yeah. There's no question, and I also didn't like that that one that one ball he got wide open down the right sideline, and that was a tough one. Didn't come back to the ball at all. Marcus Williams traveled a long way. He did. To get he that. did. He made a nice play, but that nice play. I mean, he he doesn't have the opportunity to finish that play if Miles just comes back to the ball a little. So I know he's a running back. Yeah, it was a weird play because he's kind of like backpedaling. I get what you're saying, and he should have come back for. It. I think it's a tough play for him to come back on. Yeah. Because he's backpedaling, it's kind of a broken play. Hurst probably could have gotten it out quicker. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Though. But but I, I I mean I really like the way Miles played uh, overall. We got we got to talk about Rager a little bit. If yeah, I'll, I'll use him for my my last negative. It's I don't know, and it's not just he had a couple decent returns, but he also took one out from like the two yard line, three yard line that he probably should have let go in the end zone. It's, he's just a disappointment right now. He's bad at kick returns. Uh, he's okay at punt returns. Yeah. He actually made some things happen in the punt return game. Yeah, he was, he's okay. He's okay, but I, I just... Get Quez back on kick. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what you do with him. I, 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 I mean, I know you don't want to bench or in, you know, make him inactive. He, he's a, he's a first-round pick last year, but... He's not one of your eleven best players at any. There's, there's no way he's ever one of your eleven best players. I'd rather have JJ out there. I'd rather have Greg Ward out there. I'd rather have Deion Kane, or I'd rather have Travis Fulgham out there. Is he in the league? I think he's on the Dolphins practice squad. How about Matt Collins today? Another big play. Sixty-six yard touchdown. Good for him. 
um, and rode his bicycle home from the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a problem, and you know both these things go together because they're they're sticking with them, and I, I I appreciate that they're trying to make it work, but it's just not working. We don't snap counts yet, but he's taking snaps from somebody who could catch. And the early ball. in the year, like. 50, he had a 51, he had a 44. Yeah. His first career game, he had a 55-yard catch. Yeah. He was getting some production. I mean, in the last, last, gosh, four weeks here, one catch for zero yards, one catch for negative six, one catch for 12. Today, what was he, one for negative one. I mean, it's just, it's brutal right now. Yeah, so his last four games, he's got four catches for five yards. Yeah, and before that, a two for twenty-five, a zero for zero. I mean, uh, yeah, they need something out of him. He doesn't have to be great. They just need something, and he's not giving them anything. He's actually hurting them. He's hurting them. Yeah, it's like going eleven on ten. Yeah, it's tough. I, I don't know what they can do because it's force feeding him hasn't worked. Letting him just play in the offense hasn't worked. And I understand that there are other players they want to get involved ahead of him. That makes perfect sense. You want to get the ball to Devontae, you want to get it to Goddard. That's where they're going to start every week, 6-88. and 88. How do we get him involved? But you need some sort of third threat. They don't have it. They don't have it. Yeah. So it's a concern. All right. Um, we can't end on that. Oh, I, it's what we have. Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard both got contracts since Roommates. last time. We spoke, and I thought they both had good games in their yeah. first payday games. Yeah, yeah, and they're, you know, they're the kind of moves. This is what Howie's really good at. I think the Goddard thing was was tricky, but after they traded Ertz, you know, the pressure was really on Howie to get this yeah. done. He said there'd be no discount. There was no discount. No, there was not. Yeah. Um, you know, just under sixty million. Do we have the official? Not yet. Numbers not yet, but we'll you know we'll get them soon. Um, I mean, this the the tight end, and we've talked about this how. The tight end market was kind of lagging for years. Yeah, for years, but it's not lagging anymore. Yeah. And you can thank George Kittle and yeah, and uh, Travis Kelsey and yeah. the two in, in New England and Mark yeah. Andrews. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's you know he's not a pro bowler. Avante's not a pro bowler, but they're both very good. Uh, I think Goddard could be uh, mm-hmm. at some point, but they're both very good pieces. Um, the nickel should have its own Pro Bowl vote, by the way. I really agree. Um, the nickel is a we're talk, actually it's, there's kind of a, a nice uh, balance here because both tight end and nickel cornerback, for whatever reason, underappreciated positions. Nickel, really. Yeah, I think tight end is kind of getting there. Come come into its own with guys like Kelsey and Kittle. Mm-hmm. And but there's like another level to me. Hurts. Like Kelsey's in another level because he's so good as a receiver. But Kittle and Goddard. They don't get enough credit for how good a blocker is. Kittle's are. an incredible blocker. Well, yeah, they both Goddard's are. Goddard's a very good blocker. He is. He's yeah. terrific. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a lot of money. But, the, you know, the, they were in a position where, I mean, Dallas had all the leverage. Um, you couldn't you couldn't lose Ertz and Goddard. Yeah. They could have signed him. They could have re-signed Ertz, but he's not the one you wanted. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and Maddox is, I mean. Playing the best in his career. Oh yeah, by far the best in his career. Really settled into the slot, and he made uh, some big plays today. He really did. He's just he's 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 physical. He's I like the word that that Nick used to describe him. Just scrappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought his coverage was great today, and he's not a starter, but he's basically he's he's playing maybe twenty snaps a game less than yeah. than Slay. That's another thing that's so outdated is calling their base defense 
their starters because they start the game. I get that that's what starters are, but they're they're a starter is literally the guy that starts the game. So I know, yeah. but we need to find a new term. Regulars. Regular. You, you use that. I'll use yeah. starters. But anyway, I'm going to start a, rev- a regular revolution. I I think uh, I think Avante's been one of their most consistent defensive players this year. P- players, period. Yeah. Um, he's been really really good and. Um, and he's fun to watch. You know, he's just uh, – he, he's so active and and for not the biggest guy, physical, really good Very tackler. Yeah. Good tackler, yeah. Um, so good for them. Yeah, this is my poll results from last week. 465 Thanks votes. for watching the podcast. Have you ever heard the phrase Chatty Cathy? No chance I would have gotten to this if I wasn't on, on this side of it. 90.3% yes, 9.7% no. Those 9.7% are my people. <laughs> if you enjoy the Eagle Eye podcast, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your pods. If you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button and subscribe there as well. We'll be back with you this week as we look forward to a playoff run in Philadelphia. For Rube, I'm Dave. This has been Eagle Eye presented by Nissan. Talk soon.